Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to ensure your organization takes a structured approach to providing a consistently great customer experience through CX governance. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Wendy Pravda, Principal Customer Experience Advisor at Medallia. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, so why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're currently doing at Medallia. Sure. Um, I got my start working in UX, actually, and user experience in relation to digital products over 20 years ago. And then about 11 years ago, my company that I was at needed some CX work. So I decided to use that UX background to establish a strong foundation in CX, since there's some shared principles between the two. I've worked for companies such as Microsoft, ExxonMobil, and a subsidiary of United Healthcare prior to joining Medallia last year. And in my current role, I guide clients through establishing, maintaining, and growing their CX program and strategy. And governance for me is a topic I love since I see how much it helps organizations move the needle. Great, great. Well, yeah, let's let's dive in then. And so let's start by making sure that everybody knows what we mean by CX governance. So why don't you start by defining that and why is CX governance uh, so important? Okay, uh, so... Governance is the process that guides the company or the organization to identify the accountabilities across specific teams and individuals, and it also enables effective decision-making. It's a critical component of change management, and it ensures that something happens with all of the information you receive from your CX program. There are three main models for governance, generally, that we talk about, centralized, decentralized, and hybrid models. And those are the three that, in general, companies use when talking about governance. Great, great. So as far as timing and sequencing goes, when is the best time to define governance for an organization? The best time is when you begin your CX program and you're working on that change management component that I mentioned. Yeah. It's best to start thinking about it and defining it you know, up front with your strategy. However, you know, if you didn't do this up front, it isn't too late. You can always do it later if you realize you have gaps and you need to establish governance. So for those organizations that might have some gaps, you know, what are some of the signs that they either they need some better governance or they might need some better governance? Yeah. So um, if you're seeing confusion with your team structure, with accountabilities, roles and responsibilities, those are things I hear often. Uh, also, if you're not seeing inner and outer loop closure occurring as you should. We talk about inner and outer loop closure with clients a lot. With proper governance, it's hard to close the loop effectively on the feedback coming in. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have that proper governance, you can't do that well. So you need to ask yourself, is everyone clear on what they're supposed to do? Do we have defined meetings with a purpose and cadence? Are we solving customers' needs based on the feedback we're getting? And if you can't say yes to all of those, then you need to look into governance. And I can't stress enough how important governance is. 
So can you actually elaborate a little bit? You, you mentioned inner outer loop. Can you, for the, for those that might not be as familiar yes. with that? <laughs> yes. So um, your inner loop is when you're closing the things that happen on a daily basis, let's say in your field, right? You have things coming in. And so you're closing that loop with the feedback that you're getting, you know, regularly. Yeah. The outer loop is going to be the bigger themes or bigger topics that you're seeing coming in from multiple people. So on an, you know, aggregate basis. And those are things that you'll end up needing executive buy-in on. You're going to probably need cross collaboration with teams to determine which of those issues you fix first. But you need to be looking at both of those, right? So there's the closing of the inner loop and the closing of the outer loop. And that governance is going to help get you both. Great, great. So you mentioned earlier about uh, there being three different main models of CX governance. So um, decentralized, centralized, and hybrid. Can you talk a little bit about each of those uh, a bit more and point out if you know any of these models generally work better than others? Yes. Okay. So centralized is when you have one CX organization with one central leader. So picture, you know, a one leader at the top. And there's strong corporate authority there. There's support from champions and key functions. And I've really found that this model works best for smaller organizations. It could work for larger companies, but this is really a model where you have that central leadership. So, you know, that means it's going to be more autocratic in nature. Okay. Decentralized is different in that model. The CX program owners are in each business unit. So think of multiple executives. So there are independent CX teams and each department has autonomy. So that would work well in an organization that has multiple executive leaders or different sorts of businesses. And then lastly, hybrid, and this is the one by far that we recommend the most. It it works well for a lot of companies. Um, It's a blend really of the two. So there's a central advisory and governance with localized accountability So you have a CX team and councils that meet regularly. So those councils are made up of different people in the organization that meet, but you also have that CX team. So the corporate, like centralized corporate team focuses on methodology, systems, and best practices. And then the execution is done in the business units. So it's a little bit of, you know, best of both worlds, and it can work for small or or large organizations equally well. So in that hybrid model, then who, what are, what are the kinds of roles and maybe departments that are, that are sitting in, in those, those groups? So let me give you an example. In one of my previous companies, how it was set up, it was a hybrid model. We had a global organization and that global organization looked at things like best practices. They managed the main contract with the vendors Um, And, you know, they looked at it globally. So they had APAC, they had EMEA, they had the US, you know, they had Canada, they had Mexico, they had everything. Then you had the localized people. So CX positions that were in each region. So let's just say the US, for instance, had a CX team of their own. And there were councils that would meet between sales, between customer service, between marketing. So you had multiple teams that impact CX and those councils would meet together there were also councils that would meet for all of the regions up into global. So there's a lot of you know cross-pollination and cross-learning, but the execution work is being done in those local areas. Yeah, that I mean, that makes a ton of sense because, uh, I mean, I often say 
to an extent, CX is everybody's job, yes, <laughs> you know, <it> is. <laughs> um, so that kind of balances the, you know, there still is governance because, you know, I completely agree with you on, you know, governance is, is definitely needed, but it, it allows for all of the different roles, you know, sales, marketing, IT, you know, all, all of those different roles that need to sit around. Exactly. So you want to get those people involved in those council meetings and hybrid model help allow for that. Not that the other ones don't, but we just find that that hybrid model really allows for those councils to get together and that cross collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about measurement. So that I, you know, I think there's two ways of looking at measurement. I mean, one is the CX metric. So, you know, how, how are customers, are they satisfied? Are they buying more, all of that, but, you know, to talk a little more internally how do you measure that your CX governance is working with more of an internal and an operational measure? Yeah. So that is an interesting question. Um, I would say, you know, if your governance is working, if you have a clear team structure, you know, cadence, you understand the roles and responsibilities, and that's all established and working. And also, like I said before, if your inner and outer loop are being closed successfully. So there isn't a specific metric just for governance, but you're going to know if there are gaps and you can, at least metrics wise, look at your loop closure metrics. Yeah, that, that makes sense because, I mean, it's also because it's hybrid and somewhat decentralized, it's the reporting structure isn't centralized. So it's, it's I, I would imagine it can become challenging based on some of the normal metrics that you might, you know, you and your boss have a certain set of metrics that, that are used to to measure your success. But when you're working cross enterprise, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing is that governance means so much, right? It's all these different practices that come into play. And a lot of it does have to do with the structure, right? Making sure that everyone understands their roles, that everything is being accomplished as it should, you know, and thus then your inner and outer loop are going to get closed. So that's why I say it's it's a little hard to find a specific metric for governance, but you will know, <laughs> you will know if you're, you know, if, if things are going well um, and if everyone understands what they're doing and if things are being closed and done successfully for the customer. Well, and what about improving, you know, so it's, it's one part of it is ensuring that you're being successful. The, I mean, we're here on the Agile Brands um, podcast, so this is a bit of a leading question, but, um, <laughs> you know, what about that, the systems of continuous improvement and, you know, is the, are those working groups or those, you know, that, that hybrid model, are they responsible for continuous improvement as well? Like, how would you handle that? Yes. So, I mean, if you are looking at what you're doing well or what you're not doing well, especially in those council meetings or in your CX function, you know, you should always be looking for that continuous improvement. It's a it's a loop that you go through even with governance, right? You're going to continually assess how are we doing and how do we do things better? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up, you know, for those that are wanting to get started, uh, you know, they've identified a need to improve CX governance, but, you know, not really sure where to where to begin. Um, what's your advice for for them as 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 far as getting started? I would say the first thing is getting that executive or leadership buy-in. Without this, it will be hard to push forward any governance structure that people will stick to. I've seen plenty of organizations that might start with something, but they don't get that buy-in. So it dies on the vine. We don't want that. Yeah. Um, outside of this, start with identifying your gaps and work with your team to set up 
something that works for your company and your structure. Um, Only you know what will work for your company. Make sure that you do some sort of racy chart or something similar that outlines what each role is going to be doing so that there's no confusion. Make sure that you actually talk to your team about that and that everyone's clear on it. There's so many things. I say those are the <laughs> first few. And I mean, it can, governance can be challenging, but it also helps move the needle on CX. And it's really rewarding once you have it established. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just to follow up on on your first point about leadership, I mean, yeah. I, 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 to, I totally agree with all of your points. But I think the leadership thing, that's certainly something that it really kind of is the starting point for things. You know, if you don't have that, it's it's foundational. So, you know, what what would your advice be to someone with, let's say they're the leader is on board slightly but skeptical? You know, how do you how do you move the needle there? What would your advice be to someone to 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 try to move the needle there? Um, I think that actually having a meeting with that executive or executive team or leadership team and highlighting a few things. You want to highlight the benefits that they'll realize from it. A lot of times you can look at ROI. Um, you can work with your financial teams on that or you know whatever teams you have internally. ROI usually tends to work well with them. Additionally, coming with some sort of proposal in terms of how the governance would work and why that's going to be beneficial. If you already also have some inner or outer loop closure metrics, or you don't have those metrics, let's say at all, because it's not happening. um, That's something that you'll want to talk to the executive team about as well. Well, Wendy, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, For those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. um, And, you know, feel free to message me there if you'd like. Great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Wendy Pravda, Principal Customer Experience Advisor at Medallia for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.